Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier. I'm here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, good afternoon, Scott. How are you? Rock and rolling, rock and rolling. I love, I love today's episode. I love the topic. I love the conversation. Something that I can relate to one thousand percent over. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as always, we will uh, talk through a couple of research articles, but more importantly, uh, give some things that we can do in terms of taking some action yeah. uh, on today's conversation. So. Um, it won't be a heavy science episode, right? We talk a lot about blood sugar and insulin and fasting and what breaks a fast in our previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but really this conversation was, was built out of the, the last challenge that we came through. And it seems to just really wrap up uh, why we see success uh, with certain groups of people versus others. So yeah. um, I'm excited to talk through it. So for today, uh, really, it's going to be framed around the idea of how to stick to your health goals. And this can apply to really any goal, but we're going to apply it to specifically, you know, our journey, which is fasting for weight loss and health. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, one of the most important goals, my, one of my, you know, most important goals for me, um, and, you know, we're taking a long-term approach here. So, you know, this isn't about, you know, losing five pounds or or something like that. This is about long-term health and how to maintain that and how to actually get there, especially um, if you spent a long time, um, like I had, um, going in the wrong direction. <laughs> right. So, you know, we can Agreed. find ourselves with 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 a good amount to lose or, or a good amount of, of kind of health to regain. So um, sticking to to those goals and how to do that is is super important. And one of the things that we've kind of pivoted away from goal setting a lot more into habit forming. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of research and science out there you know, that talks through, and we'll highlight a few articles here in just a second, but um, the overview thought process of, you know, you've heard, um, you know, that 21 days, 28 days, 90 days, you know, to form a habit, right? Mm-hmm. That that neuroplasticity, that reprogramming of the brain to get into the habit, you know, there's that great resource, you know, um, that book out there, um, Power of Habit, mm-hmm. um, Atomic Habits, you know, there's all these different, you know, takes and kind of um, uh, interpretations of what it is to obtain that long-term success that you and I are, are hopeful, uh, you know, uh, on the path to obtain, you know, we, we've, we've hit a certain level of weight loss or health or energy or day-to-day life, quality of life, you know, that we experience on a day-to-day. Right. Um, so whatever that long-term result of that long-term goal is for you, you know, the 21, 28, 90-day framework can be interpreted interpreted in a lot of different ways. And recently, there was this perspective that um, the study that was done that showed that the actual average of all of those different um, timeframes was about 66 days. And the reason it was variable is because what they found is that if you're implementing an easy 
habit or an easy goal like adding a glass of water with lemon to your morning routine before you start slugging down the coffee mm-hmm. versus trying to run every day after work, Monday through Friday, <laughs> the water is going to be done in about three weeks and it's going to become a habit where the running after work every day or going to the gym every day, Monday through Friday, that's going to take about six or seven months. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause you know, obviously it's a lot easier to uh, add a glass of water than it is to start running every single day. It's, it's a matter of how many different moving pieces are there? How many things did you have to move around to get that glass of water in versus to actually go on that run and, and make it a <laughs> successful thing, right? And, the answer's and how, never for me if right. it involves running. Nope, <laughs> right. I'll, I'll, I'll get on the erg, I'll do the Peloton, but running, no, not gonna happen. Yeah, I, I was I was never built for it. Um, it doesn't it doesn't matter what what my weight is or cardiovascular, um, you know, athleticism. So it, I'll torture it, you myself know, in other ways. <laughs> it's it's just a matter of 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 the complexity and and the the number of layers that you kind of have to work through and and other things you have to work around. So I, I think that's that's really good to understand why it can be so variable depending on what the exact habit is. And a lot of the conversation, you know, will start around the beginning of the year. And I know we're now. Uh, you know, into the second quarter here, but you know, the whole new year's resolution thing. And I've done multiple workshops in the past and talked through this where like, you know, health lifestyle changes take time. And you were just speaking to that complexity, right? So, um, you know, when you first make the goals, your motivation's at its highest, but sticking to the changes long-term is the hard part. So, you know, the two biggest ones every year are exercising more and eating better, right? Those are typically Mm -hmm. what people will say if they make new year's resolutions or have goals at the beginning of the year. Um, and, you know, that's, that's a lot of common knowledge there, right? Like common experience that yes, exercise is good for you. That's right. pretty much indisputable at this point. Mm-hmm. And then eating better apple versus the donut analogy. Um, yep. you know, the, also good the, for you. Oh uh, yeah. Right. So we can agree. Right. So those are the yes. top two, but research out of 2020 shows that 80% of people give up on them by the second week in February. Ouch. Well, I'm, I mean, yes, I can attest to this. They don't need a research article to prove it. I've done it right over <laughs> and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 30 day challenges we did in January by February 15th, uh, you know, half the group had been reporting that they'd fallen off or what we do in our 10 day challenges. If they don't continue in the continuity portion, people will come back and say, Hey, a couple of weeks later, I just couldn't make it stick. Well, yeah, there's reasons for that. And we want to talk through it. Yeah, absolutely. Because, um, you know, when, when you come in and that motivation is high and you're, you're ready to go, um, you can kind of power through that. That's a lot of willpower that, that you have kind of saved up. And a lot of times that's from the kind of lack of, of good habits and discipline that, that happened right beforehand. We can get to a point where it's like the scale's at an all-time high because it's January 1st and Thanksgiving was rough, Christmas was worse, and then New Year's. And then, you know, now I'm just, I've reached this frustration point. And then that becomes- that becomes the fuel for the, for the willpower and for the next step. Right. But that's only going to last so long, especially as we, we kind of undo some of that and we start to go in the right direction. And then our, our excitement about the new habits kind of goes down really quickly. And it doesn't have to just be the beginning of the year, right? It could be football season. Sure. Could be uh, here in Texas, high school football, Friday night lights. Mm -hmm. It could be a new job. It could be more traveling with that new job. It could be, a new marriage. It could be uh, the opposite of, uh, you know, it could be a divorce, a stressful situation. It could be something that you're going through where you're like, all right, I'm coming out. I'm, I'm firing out of the gates. You know, I'm back <laughs> on track, so to speak. And the biggest thing that we found 
um, you know, for you and I, we had it, you know, you, you and I were kind of on the similar journey. You were a few months ahead of me, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of putting fasting into our day-to-day life and, and actually like an insulin friendly lifestyle, et cetera, um, was the accountability was having someone on the outside, um, to rely on, you know, and what the research is showing is that it's extremely important for lifestyle changes. You know, if you get a new job, it's really, you don't really need, you know, a mom or a dad or a friend or a brother or a wife or a spouse, um, or the neighbor to come over and say, Hey, Hey, Tommy, it's time to go to work today. You just got that new job. Like you really, (laughs) you really need that level of encouragement. It's like, okay, yeah, I got it. I got to get up. I got to get my coffee, get in the car and go. Right. Yeah. But when it comes to the lifestyle changes, what's been shown, there was a recent study out of Stanford University, um, making check-in phone calls every two weeks on exercise programs um, or exercise progress increased participants' total exercise by an average of 78%. I was like, wait a minute, wow. seven to eight? No, there's no hyphen in there, 78%. That's incredible. Yeah, I kind of like was like, uh, whoa, okay. So um, we have we have a new exercise piece of equipment in our house. So now I need someone to call. I need Peloton to like send me a message every two weeks, like, hey, buddy. And guess what? They do. They send you an email of a recap of what you've done and and what they think you should do the following week. Uh, um, that's cool. And it's no different than a lot of you know coaching programs out there. And you know, in our continuity group, we do Q and A's every two weeks. So. Mm-hmm. Who knew? We just kind of found that that was a time frame that worked. And, and here's a cool study showing that, yeah, for exercise specifically, 78% increase. Yeah, those check-in points are huge. Um, and I, I think it's I think it's really um, good to remember uh, just going back, you know, less than two years now when when you and I, you know, kind of, you know, started going down this, this path and we were working on our own um, fasting in the beginning and just texting back and forth calling, bouncing ideas off each other. Okay. Well, what about, what about this schedule for this week? And Hey, I'm, I'm going through a 48 and it's, I'm in a really tough spot. Like help me through this spot right here. Help, like, SOS. Yeah, right? right. So, you know, that those, those touch points and the accountability, like just, just knowing you were going to get that text, like, Hey, how did that fast go? Well, I'm going to have to answer that question. So, I mean, that's one additional strength, you know, piece of yep. piece of muscle fiber, wanting me to, you know, to successfully complete that, that fast. And I want to, yeah, there's a couple of things here too. There's the external accountability, right? Like the things we just mentioned, you know, the check-ins, the, the, the text messages, the Q and A's, that kind of thing. The, the, you know, the, the accountability to a coach, let's say, which we'll talk about, Mm -hmm. but then there's also the internal stuff too. What I like about that study was um, it showed, they did it 18 month later, later, uh, 18 month follow-up later mm-hmm. on down the road. And it showed that um, that group had a higher, much higher level of compliance 18 months post-study. So it showed that they continued to keep that habit, even though it's a difficult habit, right? Yeah. But it, it, found, it found that 18 months later, they were still sticking to it, which I thought was cool because, you know, that's the whole point. Like you don't want to put all that time, effort, and energy forth just to fall back off the wagon again and then get frustrated and start over. Like that's where people start to give up, you Hmm. know? And, you know, I was on that path. I just hadn't gotten to the give up point, but I'd gotten to a couple points of really high frustration where it's like, screw it. Nothing's working. Um, you know, maybe what was me? Right. Mm -hmm. I I think that's, that's, um, 
That's really cool that they found that and that they checked back in 18 months later. Because if you think about it, if you were going through a 78% higher compliance rate, you know, or, or actual exercise rate during, during that time frame, you, you got in almost double the reps, double the time, double the number of days when you went to the gym, you successfully, you know, completed that exercise component. Um, so you made deeper, um, deeper impact into that new habit set. And so, yep. so it, it makes sense that 18 months later, it was much more likely to be around. I love the the little the basic premise that, you know, people that write lists, when you check something off the list or you tell yourself you're going to do something like a deadline or a new process, a new habit that you're trying to put in, and then mm -hmm. you do it, your brain gets that little dopamine hit, that little positive reinforcement of a, yup, checked it off. Let's keep Got going. It. Yep. Mm -hmm. Checked it off. Got it. Yep. Know what to do here. So there was another study in the American Society of Training and Development that found that, um, and it was an accountability study. And I, I like to use the word encouragement stuff. In, in replace of accountability too, like, cause a lot of times accountability is in the form of, it turns into like, Hey, I need some encouragement here. Right. Right. Um, and it showed that you're 65% more likely to complete your goal if you commit to someone else and just putting that out there. So we like to say, you know, a vision uh, never will come to fruition. Uh, if you never tell it to anybody, yeah, right? don't like, keep it to yourself. Yeah. You got to get it out there. Right. Got to get out of your comfort zone. Um, and put it out there to somebody. And I think that's some of the power of like these, these, these social media groups, like the Facebook groups and IG followings and all that kind of stuff. Like mm -hmm. knowing that someone else out there is putting in the work and doing it. It's like, you have that little piece of connection, right? I'm not talking about the people like that are out there, you know, selling shoes or sneakers, but even that, right. Like that, that connection to the old, uh, version of shoe that you have when you were like 18 years old, there's a connection right. piece there. Like, yeah. Oh man, I can get my hands on those again. I didn't even know they were still making, you know, converse <laughs> checkerboard slip on shoes or whatever the heck they were. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm talking about. So I'm going to bring right. it back to something that I do feel yeah. a little bit more comfortable, <laughs> comfortable speaking about. Hey, y'all wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. Um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is, uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is, uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air, air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors. And we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier, a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that air doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes 
pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day Breathe Easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code FASTING for life to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the fasting for life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in. And now back to today's episode. The like-mindedness is what I'm hearing. Like, yeah. like knowing that you're part of something that's a little bit bigger. It's not just you. You're not on an island by yourself, but there are other people moving towards a similar path. And like, that's that's really important. I mean, we're social beings. We we tend to want to go with people who we, we trust and we feel like this camaraderie and this connection with. And we, we want to end up in the same or a similar spot um, as, as they are going. So um, it, it makes sense that that can kind of, be a nice little like nudge or, or kind of a, kind of a push um, for you and like that encouragement and that accountability for you. Um, even when the times get a little bit tougher. There was one more stat that I want to share and it was your chance of success can increase up to 95%. If you also carry out specific accountability appointments with the person that you committed to. And I see this mm -hmm. personally in my own life, but also in my wife, she, um, her and her friend who lives in Florida, they, they do a book, or a Bible study or, you know, some form of, you know, they read and get together. They send each other Marco Polos mm -hmm. um, like every Sunday into Monday. And it just holds that accountability of, hey, I've just done the work, even if it's last minute, right? You've sure. still done the work to then go have a conversation um, and that encouragement, that accountability, that like-mindedness, there's that place to go. Yeah. Um, to be able to do that. And I, with fasting, you know, we joke around the first two rules of fasting when you start are don't talk about fasting and don't talk about fasting. Cause you're going to get a lot of resistance because people don't typically understand, uh, not just what you're doing, but really most importantly, why you're doing it, which is really the underlying crux of it all. Like it's, it, it's your why it's, you're doing it for a reason. So, uh, people tend to push back a little bit when it's different or it, it sounds, um, fringe, right? Like you're just not going to eat. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what I love about our community Facebook group. And, uh, you know, it's just a place where people can come and ask questions and, and go. Uh, and that's why I feel like we get a lot of questions too. And we ask for it. We wanted this to be conversational. So shoot us a message at info at the fasting for life.com, you know, find the fasting for life community group on Facebook um, Facebook isn't my favorite thing overall, but I love the fact that you have, we have these places where we can go. I try to limit my social media time, like, yeah, right. cause it's addicting. Like you start scrolling. Right. Sure. I know. Um, it's, it's a common thing, right? So it's like, all right, no, I got work to do. Let's, let's go. I'm going to go here, get my little bit of encouragement and then I'm going to move on. Um, so finding that accountability. And for me, you know, we, we talk a lot about external accountability, right? Finding that, that, that partner, or that person that you can, you can, uh, you know, a fasting buddy, um, typically don't start with your spouse. Um, right. unless, 
maybe you'll be one of the lucky ones, right? Tommy's yeah, smiling. I, we're in a digital medium, but right. I'm smiling because I'm I'm remembering back a couple of years ago. I I couldn't have started with my spouse. She was not she was not on board when I first right. when I first started. She wanted me to do other things and keep going with the way that wasn't working. Uh, I love her, but she was she was worried that you know it sounded a little drastic, and yeah. she wanted me to do something a little less drastic and, and that's that that she felt more comfortable with but i said right. I, i've been doing that and it hasn't been working so i need to try something something else so i'll encourage you to support me in the beginning i'll let you know if i feel funny or weird um but just just stick with me for maybe a week or two let's see how this goes and then we'll take it from there she said okay so she gave me yep. a, you know enough enough room to to go yeah it's tough and that's something we hear a lot too is it's hard when you don't have that support so Finding accountability partners is the first thing. And, you know, my wife still doesn't fast. You know, she jokes. She's like, yeah, I slept. I fasted eight hours um, because what she does and how her body (laughs) is wired. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. I'm so hungry. It's 10 (laughs) hours in. Um, But she gets great results. Like she's lean. She's healthy. Like she's 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 crushing it. Right. So Mm -hmm. uh, what she's doing is working. So uh, it was cool. One study showed that couples who worked worked out together. have a rate of just a, a dropout rate of 6%, um, which is 36% lower than those who work out separately. Wow. So like working out together, like if I go back to my, my, when I was in grad school, uh, I used to get up at 5am run to the gym, which is a couple hours away, work out with my good friend and then, um, run home. It was like 1.5 miles. Right. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, there were some mornings that when that alarm went off at 4.45, right? Like, I'd text him to be like, hey, you up? And if I didn't get a response, there were some mornings where I would go back to bed. But right. if I got a response, you better darn well believe that, <laughs> man, I was putting those shoes on, putting those shorts on, either hopping on my bike or or hitting the pavement to get to that gym because I knew he was going to be there waiting for me. But on the mornings, so we would always send that, like, that distress text. Like, right. Hey, I'm awake. I don't really want to do this. It's really early. Like, please don't sure? respond. Please don't respond. Yeah. Yeah. And then you I'm see the little respond. bubbles and you're like, yeah. ah, okay, great. I, I'll I'm go. Going. Yeah. So, you know, that, that, yeah. that speaks to us not wanting to disappoint somebody else, but Correct. we, it's much easier and much more comfortable to disappoint ourselves. We'll forgive ourselves a lot faster. Um, and we don't, we don't want to disappoint somebody else. So that, that, that's just a great example. Yep. So finding an accountability partner is one. Um, you know, understanding the the basic premise of goals versus habits, uh, find a group, find someone that you can do it with. Um, you know, that's why, you know, church groups work so well. That's why, um, you know, support groups work, right? So find a group that you can be a part of. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of groups out there in terms of health and wellness, find something that you vibrate with or something that, you know, it kind of aligns with your values. And then another way to, to increase that accountability is design some type of habit tracking. So some type of small thing you can do that has limited resistance, that's easy, that doesn't take 30 minutes every morning. Yeah. Um, maybe it's five minutes at night or five minutes in the evening. I used to use the index card. So I'd write down my top three things that need to be done that day. Right. And then that would be, that would be it. That would be, those would be my three things. Right. Yeah. And now it's the morning routine is set in a way where it's, all right, five minutes here, five minutes here. My computer set up the night before. I've got my list of things that I need to address, a couple of emails I need to send. Like, So finding those little habits, like if it's water, if it's sleep, if it's um, you know checking in with your accountability partner, if it's reading, whatever that is, but design a habit tracker that works for you 
And I would encourage you not to try to build the Taj Mahal on day one. Like start with, you know, the two card kind of cart. If you're going to build, build like a card house, right? right. You ever done that you Yeah. Know, before, mm-hmm. before uh, technology back in the day, we'd get a deck of cards and literally try to build a card house, right? So just start with the two that you lean up against side by side. Right. Like start with that, a teepee for your new habit tracking. Like just start putting something simple in. And then as you get those wins, the more complex stuff will become easier. So to relate it to fasting, you know, really that's if you've been intermittent fasting, go to more of a 22 hour window or a 24 hour window, do the one meal a day, right? Um, Mm -hmm. If you're new to fasting, maybe start out with the 18 hour, 16 or 18 hours, and then do that for a few days as you get more comfortable, then push it an hour or two a day until you get to the point where you're seeing the results that you're looking for. But try to come up with some simple thing that you can do to, to build in that internal accountability, um, which is in itself the habit tracker. Yeah, I think that's all uh, really good actionable um, advice because, you know, wherever you are, you can you can always push yourself to the next level. But sometimes it's not about, you know, a new PR, a new personal record. Sometimes it's about staying consistent um, because that's where that's where we, we see a lot of folks kind of fall off. Like um, we've we've seen a lot of people who've done longer fast, seven, 10, 30 days even, um, but can have trouble sticking to to like a really tight OMAD or, or a 30 or a 36 hour fast where it's just the consistency piece. So like you're talking about building in one or two, you know, new habits or new tools that'll help you stay more consistent, um, is, is probably going to get you, um, a lot farther on your, on your goals and on your journey. And one thing with fasting too, is you can always, um, you know, do some tracking, you can do blood sugar, you can do ketones. Um, you can use the scale, even though some people that's not their favorite thing in the world, you know, um, so find something that resonates with you and put that in as well. Um, and I know personally for me, you know, if I have big projects that need to be done or, you know, business side of stuff, like I always like to have a coach that's going to hold me accountable. I work better with deadlines, right, Tommy? So just you and I in, mm-hmm. in you know, the stuff that we do for fasting, it's like, well, no, uh, if we never put podcast recording on the schedule, it would never get done. Right. Absolutely. Like we love the conversation, but there's a lot of prep that goes into it and we absolutely enjoy it. And we're always like, Oh man, we really love that episode. Right. But like, yeah, if we don't put it on the schedule and have that accountability, I don't know if I'd be doing this if there wasn't two of us like that, right. the right. monologue, man, that's gotta be one of the hardest. That's why I think everybody does interviews. The monologue is like really tough. Right. So, right. <laughs> um, I don't know if we ever would have started. So I, I, I really like the framework of the accountability and the encouragement. Um, And there's a bunch of different ways to get there, uh, but you just got to figure out what works for you. And with fasting, um, there's so many uh, positive benefits to starting the fasting process. You want to remove as many of those little speed bumps and hurdles as as you can in the beginning. Um, So I, I really like the framework of, you know, finding that accountability, getting a fasting buddy, put in some daily, you know, basic habit tracking, do some blood testing or some weight monitoring. Mm-hmm. Um, try to keep it simple though, because that way those habits are going to be uh, built faster. Where if you put in this complex habit, like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, uh, it's going to take longer for that habit to set, right? Like the working out five days a week or running after work every day. Yeah, That's going to take you six to seven months to make that a habit. So start small, kind of build and stack those as you go. Um, I think is a really good place to start. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you're, if you're just getting started, go find the group um, or, um, you know, find the link to the community group, sign yep. up for the newsletter. Um, just, you know, get, get plugged in, 
get plugged into a, a network of like-minded people kind of heading in the same direction. And yep. you'll, you'll find it, it that much easier to kind of make those good fasting decisions and stay on track um, for the long term. And free is great, right? So the Fast Art Guide, mm-hmm. uh, you can go to our website, www.thefastingforlife.com. Um, you can shoot us, uh, download the fast art guide. Uh, it'll give you the six, you know, basic steps on how to put fasting in, uh, focused around the OMAD, uh, window, uh, eating window, one meal a day. Um, you can also find, like you said, Tommy, the free community group. So fasting for life community on Facebook, uh, that group is growing and there's so much engagement in there right now. It's super cool. Our moderator Casey is, is letting everybody in welcoming them. And there's just a lot of great questions and, and uh, insights and a lot of great conversations. So um, in a perfect world, Tommy, you and I would drop a podcast every single day um, because we see the value and the benefit, um, right. not just furthering our journey, but you know, you and I's journey or collectively together with that accountability, but um, really the feedback too. So we want to keep it uh, conversational. Reach out to us if you've got questions, info at thefastingforlife.com, find the group, get on our newsletter. And Tommy, as always, thank you, sir. We'll talk soon. Thank you. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life. 